Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? It's November 11th. It's the Wednesday Night War podcast, AEW Dynamite and NXT. If you notice, I got my Christmas tree up. I got a different background. My computer died today, so a little bit of a different approach for you guys. I'm rocking a one-screen setup instead of a three-screen. Don't have the Zordon hookup going right now, unfortunately. But what I do have is Alex Pawlowski. You can catch him reviewing Raw and SmackDown on Fightful Select, Sour Graps. Just an FYI, guys, I know it hasn't hit the RSS feed yet. It will tonight. Uh, Because my computer crashed, I wasn't able to get that up. It will be up tonight. Alex, how are you? I'm I'm doing well. Uh, um, uh, We, we, uh, as as you said, you're you're souped up uh, computer upstairs. And I said, you you can't put actual soup in it, John. They actually had to release a statement to please do not blow vape smoke into your Xbox series X because it'll break because people apparently were trying to hot box their Xbox. It's it's wild out there in these streets. Yeah. That's what happened. That's what happens when you have a limited game game catalog. People get desperate. I mean, also I was saying before we went on the air, I don't know why my camera works better with this all-in-one PC that I bought when Fightful started four years ago than the $1,500 machine that just crapped the bed. But here we are, and here we are with Robert Felice. He actually covered play-by-play for AEW tonight. David Tease had some issues as well. But he was on the uh, post-show games, game stream with me last night. We talked AEW games. Uh, Robert, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm all AEW apparently these days, and yeah, yeah pretty good episode of Dynamite, so uh, I'm glad I'm here for this one. You can be one of those guys that hashtags, I'm with AEW. Oh yeah? How are they going to know otherwise? <laughs> yeah. You got to pronounce, you, you just got to announce that to the world. Well guys, I would love for you guys to announce to the world that you're watching this show, share it, but please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe to our channel. I have a very bold goal of uh, 13 months from now. Really, by the end of 2021, I want to get 100,000 subs. I know it's crazy, but gosh darn it, we can do it. Uh, Donate a Super Chat. That will get your question or statement read on the air. Zach Barber, for example, says, Alex, I tried Sprecher root beer tonight for the first time. A little sweet, but it was good. Is this something that you've been pushing, Alex? Yeah, well, this is... is, If I... if ever I feel myself getting too sour on an episode of Sour Graps, I have a nice a nice bottle of Sprecher root beer. It is sweet. It's the sweetest. Uh, I I appreciate it because it's it's all like the real stuff, not the chemicals that make it sweet. Sure. Like the real stuff. That's yeah. why I like it. I think you actually turned me on to Zevia a few years ago, yeah. and I enjoyed it yeah. for a while. Uh, but guys, again, donate a super chat. I can't tell you how much that helps us. But if you want to go above and beyond and help us. FightfulSelect.com. I'm not going to plug the hell out of it too much tonight, but I had notes on AEW tonight. And how about this? I posted an exclusive on a call-up that happened a couple months ago, and just nobody has 
seen them on TV. Also, yesterday, I posted a pretty surprising name that WWE has interest in bringing back. We are posting exclusive news there every day. When I say you can uh, support what we're doing uh, at Fightful, I really mean that with Fightful Select. This helps us pay our podcasters, helps us pay our writers, helps us do all that good stuff. Anakin JMT says, RIP Sean's computer. Yes, RIP. It was the first desktop I had besides this all-in-one in years and years and years. And anybody that is in the type of work that I'm in, if you can get a desktop, get it. Having a, a workstation really, really helps. But we are here to talk about Dynamite and NXT. We're going to start with AEW. All right. Oh, boy. So before this show, I think Tony Khan had a bit of a miscue. And, no. and I do say a bit of a miscue because I think if he would have changed one word, it would have managed expectations. Now, I have heard all of you that say it is not his job to manage expectations. And I, you know what? I hear it and you're right. And people are saying, oh, well, he, he's touting this, he's touting that. Yes, he is a promoter and promoters promote things. But he said that something tonight would change the balance of wrestling. We'll get to it. But I think if he said if, if it changed the balance of AEW, I think a lot of people would. I don't think you'd hear many complaints. But we kicked off this show with uh, Brian Cage and Matt Seidel. Uh, this win, this result was never in doubt, Robert. Uh, also, shout outs to you for in your play by play, specifically referring to the move, move as the page turner which uh, I am all for because that that's was the only how I thing I knew to call it. it. <laughs> that's how I'm going to call it too. There's going to be somebody that says, oh, he's got his own name for that. Well, you know what? So does Robert. It's the page turner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this was good. I like team Taz. They basically set it up nice. They said they were coming for Darby Allen. Darby Allen's wearing a thumbtack jacket because it's cool protection. Sure. Uh, like this match. Doubt was never in my mind. Droglaw, uh coming off of a... He caught him in like a... Here we go. Hit him with the Droglaw. The Droglaw transition was fantastic stuff, says Evan Wright. You know, I thought it was, but one thing I did not understand is... I think Cage went for a Hurricanrana on a guy who's like a foot shorter than him. I don't know what happened there. I don't know if uh, Seidel should ever be hitting Cage with a powerbomb. It looked very weird. But yeah. fine match, and the right guy went over. Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, I love Starks and Taz, but I have no interest in Cage. Alex, I'm kind of in that same boat. I, I mean, Brian Cage can be good. It's just, there. Yeah. he is truly a creator wrestler come to life. Like, your fantasy creator <laughs> wrestler. And you make him really jacked, and you give him all these crazy moves. Mm-hmm. That That is Cage. Yes, no, it is, and yet, if, if they if they don't have the right uh, creative behind him, he seems kind of generic. It's impossible for a guy who who looks like that and can do the things he does to be generic. But he is if he's just guy with muscles, because there's enough people out there with muscles. Like, th- like I don't know if this is the right creative, but in Lucha Underground they gave him a power glove, which turned him into a god. I don't know if AEW <laughs> has to do that necessarily, but. It was something that totally worked for his character. He put on this power gauntlet and he became invincible. So there's something that you can do uh, for him that isn't just like big guy with muscles. Because that's not enough. To me, it's like, okay, we've seen like the comic book references. And I mean, the facial hair that is a lot like Wolverine. And I'm like, you don't need that. You're an amazing athlete. You're jacked to the gills. You have at least some semblance of presence. To me, it seems like he's trying to be a little bit something else. But I, I, like I, I said, I, he is an amazing athlete. Sure, and I don't, I don't know if this is in the cards at all. But uh, there's absolutely potential there in a Starks and Cage tag team in that in that division, yeah. where with a guy like Starks who's so fast. And he's so great. And then you got Cage, who's so powerful. Like, you, you do a Wolverine things, have him do the fastball special, where he just, the finishing maneuver is he just throws Starks in a Topa, Topa, Topa Suicida at people. I think that'd be fun. I think uh, the PWG style 
might have hurt Cage. This idea that you just got to do moves and people will pop. And then, like, that's it. That means you're a good wrestler. He's good, but he's definitely missing a gear. Yeah. uh, Zach Barber says, at least Tony didn't feed his tweet to the commentary commentators to beat to death. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And that's, that's why, again, I give AEW more of a leash because they don't have a decades long track record of proving me stupid by believing them. Evan Wright says, just want to say that Sour Graps, the best wrestling content on the internet. Also want to say that AEW is real good. Didn't see much of NXT. Alex, you've, you've got quite the following. Uh, yeah, it's it's so funny because most of the episode I did last night was just me like wondering whether or not I had gone insane. If Raw had, <laughs> had really tri- truly driven me over the edge. Uh, so yeah, if people people like my rantings, then uh, more power to them. Also, somebody when when they saw the thumbtack jacket reminded me of the dumbest pitch anybody ever gave me in indie wrestling. So like when me and my my catch wrestling MMA team would do pro wrestling locally, we were like the the MMA team. We played the local MMA team, and this promoter said to me why don't you all come out with MMA gloves and you'll have spikes through your gloves, nails <laughs> through your gloves, and you'll hit somebody with it. And I was like, you know that would would harm someone. <laughs> like, that's like they're getting paid 20 bucks. <laughs> they got to go to work at the factory on Monday, buddy. <laughs> that ain't going to work right. Oh, spiked gloves. Up next, oh, by the way, Ricky Starks cut a promo. And uh, said that the next step is the TNT title. I'm all for that. Yeah, makes perfect sense. They hang around. Cody Rhodes cuts a promo. And he congratulates Darby and says that he might want to come after MJF soon. MJF told me literally last week, nah, I'm done with him. (laughs) And even said that he kind of regretted how things went down. Well, then we get Jade Cargill out. And I only knew who Jade Cargill was because of the late Casey Michael, who was very high on her and that that's the only reason I knew who a lot of wrestlers were was because Casey put them on my radar. He is sorely missed. She cuts a promo and it is not good at all. It's bad. It's really bad. But the point of it is she's jacked. She looks really good. And Shaq's going to come with her. Apparently Robert, you know what the funny thing is, is in our like work chat, I start joking around. I'm like, is this a plug for Shaq? I think she's plugging Shaq. Yeah. And then sure enough, she says, I'm bringing in Shaq. And it's- Yo, your boy has two pairs of Reebok Shaq pumps <laughs> from the 90s. I'm all for it. I've been saying that I think that AEW is really missing the boat if they don't do something where MJF and Shaquille O'Neal are across a ring from one another and MJF is talking trash to him. Uh, Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Jade had me very intrigued. Looks like a star. She does look like a star. She does she look does like a star. Sound like a star. No, whatsoever. No. Especially Alex when Brandy Rhodes comes out oh, and cuts whoa. the kind of promo that she cut. Uh, I saw a lot of stuff uh, on on the old TL on the timeline. Uh, dragging AW for even involving Brandy in this at all. Like you bring in this brand new person, and obviously she's not a world beater on the mic. So you bring in Cody's wife to run her down with the most vicious cutting in your face promo I've seen in months. Um, and the other thing is that when she does the Shaq thing, I was like, uh, is that, that's Shaquille O'Neal, right? We're, we're getting a Cody Rhodes versus Shaquille O'Neal match. And if, if so, why? Okay, great. I guess we'll, we'll move on past that. But but by the end of the night, we realized all these promises that were made weren't necessarily kept. I was hoping that it wasn't that Shaq, but his his name was Shaq, but it was spelled S H A C K, and that's short for Smoke Shack. And his gimmick is he owns a barbecue pit restaurant. And it's not actually a gimmick; he's just a local restaurateur. I think that they should figure out ways of like really overpromising and underdelivering, just as like a whole like brand motif. Ah, this Brandy promo was so good, and it makes me think one thing. Stop trying to do things with Brandy that don't involve Cody, because when Cody's involved and she cuts promos like the one she cut on Sean Spears a year ago, or this one, 
she brings the fire. Then when she wants to be a character, it's a total miss. This is the perfect place for Brandy, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, she was a gigantic part of Cody Rhodes getting over outside of WWE. Like, a big, big, big part. And she's she's way better than a lot of people will care to gri- give her credit for. Uh, <laughs> by the way, afterwards, Team Taz attacks him. Darby Allen makes the save. Uh, JJ Lee says, Brandy turned up the sister girl in that promo. She was about to beat up somebody. So, I mean, it happens. It happens. Uh, Evan Wright says, Shaq with Charles Barkley would be hilarious. <laughs> Feel like Cody versus Shaq has some decent TNT cross appeal. Brandy ruled, and people need to respect her. Now, Alex, I know that you probably enjoy Shaq and Barkley as much as I do. Yeah. It would be better if Barkley was in Shaq's corner talking shit to Shaq about yeah. how Cody was going to beat him <laughs> up the entire time. Because that's what Charles Barkley would really do. What are Jay Leno and Karl Malone doing right now? Can we have like oh a, 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 a triple threat tag team match? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Karl Malone got retroactively canceled at some point. I, 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 I was, yeah, I was making the, uh, the idea. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Justin Lopez says she was not only trained by Slater, but I'm hearing she's dating Shaq, so there's that connection. I don't have any clue if who she's dating or anything like that, but I do know that she had a WWE tryout last year, and I, I've heard that she trained with uh, with Heath Slater. Uh, but- what I like about this is TNT did so well with the Go Big Show that it got Cody Rhodes his last name back, and now Shaq is going to come in for AEW. This Go Big Show is the thing we need to be talking about here. Sure. Sure. Well, this... <laughs> This bunkhouse match had blood. It had all the things you would expect in a bunkhouse match. And the Natural Nightmares won. AEW is really good about building mid-card matches and applying something to them that makes you want to watch it and makes it seem like it matters, even though in the grand scheme of things, who knows if it, if it really matters. Also, Zach Barber says, I was scared for Jerry Lynn. <laughs> I, love, I love seeing him. It's always fun in wrestling when you see like a producer cameo yeah. from an old wrestler. But <clears throat> what do you think of this, this match that saw the Natural Nightmares winning the bunkhouse match, Robert? Arguably way better than anything about this rivalry ever dictated it would be. This was so much fun. It paid tribute to the bunkhouse thing, which is a dusty, you know, type invention. Dustin was on fire here, and QT got the perfect win. He got the revenge on Allie. He got the diamond cutters in on everybody. He bled a gusher, and this was perfect. Yeah, I like this a lot. It was it was one of those matches that, quite frankly, landed in the middle of the card, and it was a mid-card tag match, but it had that stuff applied to it. We got a story behind it. A lot of people... When Allie joined QT, was like, "Why? We know who she's married to, and it, it just is this going to help him at all?" Well, then they tied it around. It didn't work. They made sense of it, and I like it. I'm all for that. Uh, we see videos of John Moxley commenting on Omega. They are having a match December second. That is the go home show for Takeover. I'm very excited for that, and honestly, it does fuel a little speculation that. Moxley, after that, could be heading to Japan, doing his two-week quarantine, working Wrestle Kingdom, and coming back. Rob, what do you think about that? Do you think there's a possibility that we see that? I got a text message. I was like, why are they doing this on TV? I think that's awesome. This is a good way to make TV matter. That was a big thing in the Monday Night War. There's going to be a title match on this show. And I think Omega has to win. I didn't think about the New Japan Connection. But I think Omega wins here, and maybe even we get a third match between the two at Revolution, which I'm fine with. You mean a second match? Because Kenny Omega said later he couldn't find any record of them having a match. (laughs) It was a lights-out match. He did bring that up. They couldn't find him all night. He says, we never had an actual honest-to-God wrestling match. And I do like that he brings that up, because this Moxley reign has been very much a blood and guts reign so to speak this has been moxley returning to more of his roots alex yeah uh agreed and i i feel like the the thing about the like why are they doing that on tv like i i didn't think for a second they were gonna go like that's a long time between pay-per-views 
between mm-hmm. the first week of, of October and February, sorry, no, of November and February. So when Omega became number one contender, I was like, they got to do this on TV at some point. And I thought maybe they would be like, it would go the time limit or whatever. And therefore they'd have to have another match at revolution. Um, but uh, I like your idea of like if, having Mox drop the title because he's going to go to Japan. And then when he comes back, he can, he can get a rematch versus Omega at revolution, which would be really interesting. Yeah. He's got to think Mox can go title. 60 with Omega. That'd be interesting. I think he, he could, could go yeah. the full time limit. I do. Uh, wrong. Super chat. Evan Wright says NXT Starcade coming November 2nd, baby. Let's go. <laughs> if I were them legitimately, I would do Starcade the night before Thanksgiving this year. I would do that because that's more in line with the true tradition of the yeah. original Starcade. I wish they would do that uh, because I, I mean, that's at least a couple weeks removed and you can build up some stuff or I would do it a couple weeks after they should make use of the Starcade thing. I can tell you it worked on me. I went to a, a Cincinnati house show that I would not have went to if it didn't have a Starcade logo on it whatsoever. Uh, there's a video package of Matt Hardy saying Sammy will be a big star in wrestling. As long as he doesn't squander the opportunity Matt gave him. I didn't get to talk about elite deletion much. I actually liked it. I thought it was a lot more physical than the other ones. It was different than the other ones, but still and- fun. And it had long-term storytelling, which is the <laughs> most important thing, I think. Quite literally, it did. Um, Alex Marvez interviewed the Young Bucks. They say that they want to face Team or Top Flight next week. Top Flight are great. The one line I didn't like, they're real-life brothers. It's like everything's real life within the context of the show, Young Bucks. But, yeah. but Top Flight gives me very much... Like if Loki and Amazing Red had teamed together in 2002 vibes, I really, really like them. Any thoughts on this, Robert? That is high praise. I haven't seen much of them. I know that they wrestled on Dark, but that is very high praise. Interesting to note that they had actually put the graphic out for this match saying it would be this week and then immediately backtracked. But that's a match I'm looking forward to now that you put that comparison out there. Scorpio Sky dropped a match to Sean Spears. This was delayed from last week. I thought that Scorpio Sky sold that loaded punch like a million bucks. Like you just drop flat, and he did. I kind of wanted Scorpio Sky to win because it would have made sense for him to get a get a title shot maybe after Omega on just a dynamite somewhere. But Robert, this match, how'd you feel? Um, it's a tough situation when two guys need a win, and they need to win badly on a main stage. And I like that Spears went over because they've done almost nothing with him on a grand scale since his match with Cody. And the loaded glove, as cheesy as you would think it is, they made it look good. And I think this could be the beginning of Tully Blanchard leading him to the TNT title. I kind of hope he beats Darby. Yeah, a lot of people I'll always see say, oh, I bet Sean Spears regrets leaving. No, I bet he doesn't regret leaving WWE whatsoever. I bet he doesn't at all. He gets to wrestle now. I was there in San Antonio when the entire arena chanted for him. And you can say, oh, well, the chant was over, not him. Doesn't matter. He's the one that was saying the chant all along. Uh, Evan Wright says, Darby versus Spears for the TNT title would be cool. I agree. I think it'd be just a ton of fun. I think it'd be a blast. Tay Conchi against Red Velvet with Brandy Rhodes. (laughs) Brandy being like a little pissy (laughs) Coming out was also very good. She was just Uh, in a mood. Yeah, I I don't like that so much of this was during a commercial when it was all the women's action that we got. Yeah, that that, They are not doing themselves any favors with their reputation by applying things this this way. Um, But Tay Conchie gets the win, Robert. Yeah, and by the way, I'd give her the most improved award for the year because when she was in NXT, I did not care. And yeah. she looks good here. So good for her. She gets the win. I hate the way this company books their women. I know it's a tired criticism at this point, but at some point you have to turn it around. There was no mention. Well, there was a mention of their women's champion, but there was no interview or anything. They got to do something more. Yeah, what they got to do is build a Sheeta Britt Baker program immediately yes. and put that title on Britt Baker and yes. feed her every single person just until somebody else clicks. Then you can move it off of her. 
but use the biggest personality in your division to develop other personalities within your division. It's not that tough. It's not. Britt Baker should be their champion. She's the hottest thing that they got on that side of things. I I don't know if they're waiting for a coronation or what, because it doesn't seem like they have any long-term plans, and that's unfortunate. Oh, the inner circle. So Santana had protested MJF joining the group, but Chris Jericho welcomes uh, MJF and Wardlow. Uh, Sammy is not there. He had gotten out of the hospital, so he should be. But MJF is <laughs> reciting lines from Drake's songs, so we do know that he is Drake's ghostwriter now. And <laughs> he's making like little references. He he's said that his dad gave him like a small one million dollar loan, which is obviously a Donald Trump reference. And also, who knew that Kurt Hawkins charged that much for training? That's that's unreal. But apparently, that that's that's the deal. They tried to drop confetti and balloons for Jericho's 50th birthday, but the storm in Jacksonville put them all out of the way, which was even better, I thought. And then MJF like kind of curries a little bit of favor because he's like, well, we're going to Vegas next week on me. Alex, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about the Vegas trip. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what, what I absolutely love, is that the how there's a, a photo that MGF posted on Twitter with everybody holding their, their tickets. And it's a perfect photo that, dis, that that shows in one still image how everybody feels about this impending uh, Vegas trip and about the fact that it's MJF's idea. And yeah. it's great. Like, I, I, their battle lines are already being drawn in my uh, inner circle red and inner circle white faction split that's going to happen in mid-2021. I'm putting it out there right now. I'm excited uh, for it. Robert, what do you think about this promo? Um, fun promo. I'm excited for Vegas. I am not excited for uh, Inner Circle Red and Inner Circle White. <laughs> I do hope that uh, Jericho retains possession of Soul Train Jones, though, that that will come later down the line, I guess. Uh, MJF out here reciting Drake. Didn't want to sing with you, Sean. How does that make you feel? Now, now what was it? it? He was reciting Drake, but he didn't want to sing a song with you. Does that make you feel any worse? No, because he didn't give me a chance. He didn't let me show how talented that I am. <laughs> it, it is frustrating. It is frustrating, but it is what it is. Um, Anakin JMT says, Robert, it's not a tired trope to criticize AEW women division if they're not improving. I did it on throwback show last night. Yeah, it's just that they, they haven't made those moves that they need to make, and it, it's time to make them. It's time to put the title on freaking Britt Baker and – let her help make other stars. It 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 was a tired trope for a while a while ago when 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 the the response is hold on let give them time. But that was months ago and we've yep. been giving them time since. Now that tired trope's out the window. Now it's it's if we don't criticize their their women's division or lack thereof um and their their handling of it then we're abetting the problem by just letting them get away with it. Every time they do something like tonight where they have one women's match and it happens mostly in picture in picture, you have to call them out for it. Otherwise, they're never going to try to improve. Then we get yeah. the main event. Penta L0M defeated Ray Phoenix. Uh, you might want to uh, proofread the whiner there, Robert. But <laughs> uh, well, I must have been talking about Kingston because that's what it sounded like on commentary. Weiner, he was very entertaining, but he was constantly like, "Oh, they got to end it. They got to end it." The guy who had his like face stabbed up uh, a bunch <laughs> this weekend I was like, "They got to end it." This match was crazy. Also, I do like that on the play-by-play, you mentioned that commentary was like. That would be a disqualification in Mexico. And Eddie Kingston was like, it's not Mexico. It's Jacksonville, baby. And then as soon as it's happening to his best friend, he's like, oh, no. They got to DQ him. This this was a very good main event. This did not feel like the hot closing segment I thought we would get. I got to say, it's because of that 
line from Tony Khan about shifting the balance of power way too high of a bar. And what we got was good, but it wasn't earth shattering. He should have said shifted the power balance in AEW. If he would have said that, then it would be legit. And this match was unreal. I encourage you guys to check it out. Pinto won straight up. But Eddie Kingston kicks Phoenix out of the ring and says that Penta doesn't need him anymore, that he's his best friend, and he made a big mistake. And then Pac shows up. Now, I think this is major. I think it would have been more major, Alex, had they not done the video last week. Yeah, that They I mean, didn't need to do that. This would the, have been a lot more buzzworthy. The, the video, I, I maintain still, was excellent. Sure. And if they had done it, Three weeks, a month before his return, then we wouldn't have noticed. But yeah. as they did it last week, this week we were like, well, when he showed up, we were like, oh, cool, because because of last week. I was rem- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply of him last week and if you and if you hadn't shown me that it would have been a bolt out of the blue now i love that he's back um yeah. and, uh, and like his whole like eddie kingston did you think i would be gone forever like i love his coked out pirate like that <laughs> thing that he does with his voice it just it it it, it 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 fills my heart with glee um uh, and I, I can't wait for this for this match i love the implication since he's going, he's fighting the blade next week who was dumped buckets of blood. Like he can't, he can't face Eddie Kingston because Eddie Kingston's not cleared after the match, <laughs> but he can face the blade who, who left a pint of his blood in the ring. That's fine. He's totally cleared. Um, I love the implication though, that Pac's going to have to go through the entire Eddie Kingston family before he gets to Eddie Kingston. Because give me that. One one every week he goes to one more person until finally it's Kingston. That's gonna be a great match. There Robert Anderson, hold on one second. Robert Anderson sent a super chat and says, Do we get Pack Lucha Brothers versus Eddie, uh Butcher and Blade and every other combination? Will it be something else? I've been fantasy booking this since Eddie created the family. This is what it always kind of seemed like to me, Robert. Is this what you envisioned as well? Like this was a temporary thing till Pac gets back. Yeah, I still want to see Death Triangle as a thing. Yeah, sure. I think we can get over the fact that, you know, Penta tried to kill his brother today. You know, that happens in wrestling. So I want to see Death Triangle still. I don't want them to jump the gun and just, okay, everybody's broken up now. That being said, I don't know if this is the move for Pac. Obviously, it's the one they had to go with because of the pandemic. But Babyface Pac is like leaving a lot of money on the table and he will be the de facto baby face here. Evan Wright says inner circle versus outer circle is going to rule. I agree. And Robert says, is the face turn going to be PMP or Sammy or Wardlow? Wardlow is handsome, built and eloquent. Now I don't know necessarily, but I, I will say I see tons of people, even my close personal friend and Grammy nominated artist Wale saying, Who's the heel? Who's the face? AEW has established pretty well. It it doesn't always matter. And and Akuma on on Twitter, I think, summed it up. Sometimes you're right, and sometimes you're wrong in life, and sometimes that changes from a month to month basis. There have been friends that I've had that have loved talking to me one month. The next month, I'm insufferable. They don't want to be around me. And like that's that's how characters are better reflected there. I don't know if there's necessarily going to be one. I would say that Jericho and Wardlow stand a better chance of, of baby facing it, but I guess we'll see. Evan Wright says, I need a Starks, Jericho, and Eddie commentary team. 
that would be fun. Good. That would be good if they did like an ROH unauthorized show where it's just them talking all this. Zach Barber says, a bowling made of spam, coked out pirate. I love the oh, no, uh, uh, Otis, Otis is a bowling ball made out of spam. And uh, it's like, oh my God. And, and yeah, <laughs> yes. that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. yeah, that is a very good one. Well, guys, if you want your penis to be dynamite and you're looking to take your sex drive into full gear and you're not looking to gamble, you're not looking to be all out on your own dick, go all in with BlueChew.com and that code Fightful. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work on your schedule it's a chewable, so it's ready when you are or when you're not. It's shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. Again, much more discreet than my ad reads about how erect and effective your penis will be. You don't have to have a problem to use Blue Chew. It is about confidence. It is about performance. It is about shifting the weight, changing the landscape of your bedroom by giving you an erect pack, so to speak. If you're looking to complete the devil's triangle with your dick, check out bluechew.com code Fightful. They work with online physicians to get you the active ingredient you need. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to sit sit in quarantine for 14 days while you wait on it. Get your penis good and hard. Gives you that confidence that you need. Bluechew.com, it's good stuff. Hit them up at Blue Chew on Twitter. Let them know that you heard about them from us, even if you don't use Blue Chew. If you tell them, hey, we heard about you from Fightful. That goes for any of our sponsors. It really helps us. So a big thank you to you guys and to them. Chris Rain sends a super chat and says, that was an elite ad read. Yeah. You know. know. Uh, Leave a thumbs up on this video, guys. Please make sure you guys subscribe. And a reminder, you can donate a super chat to get your question or statement read on the air. As one of our friends did, as soon as I find that super chat by God. Either way, here we go. Devin Allen says, Leon Ruff tripping over the title and falling off of him was brilliant and made him look even better as an underdog. Well, that leads us right to it, guys. Leon Ruff is your North American champion. And this was a major upset. Like, they're... There are a lot of upsets they can do. Like, it wouldn't be surprising next week if, out of the blue, Humberto Carrillo won the Intercontinental or U.S. title because that's what WWE does. But Leon Ruff is a guy who has very, very distinct similarities to the one, two, three kid, Alex. What did you think about Johnny rigging the, the wheel and then putting over Leon Ruff for the North American title? Uh, well, we'll we'll see where they go with this because I I I, I admire of, of Leon Ruff. I think that that he uh, in 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 COVID times uh, he was that jobber. The local the local the local talent they brought in was always Leon Ruff to get squashed by Sheamus or whoever it was at the time. Um, and I I was really impressed with his work, his professionalism. Uh, I thought that when he was allowed to do moves, he did them with, you know, with, you know, with flair. So good for him. Um, and I like the angle of like the possibility of him being a one, two, three kid. Now, one, two, three kid became X-Pac. Yes. Now, I don't necessarily think that Leon Ruff is going to have that kind of career. He might, but I don't necessarily know that at this point. Um, somebody uh, uh, said to me, uh, Devontae Taylor on on Twitter said to me, didn't see that coming, but Ruff is talented, and as long as he isn't used as a comedy act, it should be fine. And immediately upon receiving that tweet, he put the title belt around his waist, and it fell because he was so skinny. So he is going to be used it, as a comedy act. Did you laugh? It was funny, but I, like the thing is, <laughs> if, if somebody's saying, as long as he's not going to be used as a comedy act, it'll be fine. No, he's definitely going to be a comedy act. We'll see how funny it is. That, that, that act was funny. And Leon Ruff being so surprised by the whole thing and totally thrilled. It's, it's great. They're not, they're not at this point. We're laughing with him. Yep. You'll see how long we laugh with him before they make us laugh at him. And that's where it goes off the rails for me. He was zero and 10 before this. And normally I'd be like, man, that's stupid. Why is he getting a title shot? 
it may, they made sense of why he got a title shot. The, and Johnny, the, Leon, the Leon Ruff reign is probably not going to last six months. Yeah, Johnny rigged it so he could face the Owen 10 guy. Yeah. Uh, but I can tell you guys, Leon Ruff has appeared on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, and Main Event. All kinds of people wanted to work with him throughout the spring and summer to the point to where he worked himself into a job there and people were pitching stuff for him before he on multiple brands before he was even there. And WWE really, really likes Leon Ruff as if it's the, the joke on Wrestle Talk is Vince McMahon is high on this guy backstage, <laughs> but WWE is high on this guy. Obviously, he became North American champion. I like him. I'm, I'm, I'm entertained by him. I, Damian Priest, I'm a little bit torn on because I think this guy exudes fucking cool. Like, you look at him, you hear how he talks, the moves he does, and you go, that's a cool fucking guy. But, as I've mentioned before, when he gets beaten up by Cameron Grimes and his tires are slashed, and then he's out there, hey, 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 about Leon Ruff, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Now, granted... Just because he's cool doesn't mean he has to be brooding all the time. But we'll see where it goes. Again, I'm reserving judgment. This was a huge shock moment. Robert, any thoughts on Leon Ruff as North American champion? Um, Super cool, just because sometimes unexpected is really good. And not like phony unexpected, but legitimately, where did this come from? He earned it throughout this pandemic because he was the fall guy for many people and i think it's really cool yeah anakin jmt had sent a super chat about aw and said did it make anyone else feel uncomfortable when jr mentioned tay's legs or am i reading too much into it i don't remember the specific comment enough to to have a feeling about it but anybody else with any thoughts well, like the thing is it doesn't stand out to me because it's just a thing JR does all the time. Like if 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 he, if like unless if you're if you're not following him following him on social media, like and you and you want to be uh, be weirded out by a few things, just go ahead and do that for a couple of days. Uh, it'll it'll change your life. I think I need to give him my dong lord gimmick at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that Jim Ross, who used to be the straight man for to play off Jerry Lawler's horniness, is now just the horny old man. <laughs> It, it is ages. like for whatever reason, uh, I know the internet really doesn't like it. They're always on JR about how he's maybe a little too forward with what he says when the women are on screen, but it's, you can say he's too horny. Yeah, he is a little too horny, but I, I don't even think it's that much. Like, I think people just take these things differently and he still thinks he's playing to an audience that he is no longer playing to. Yeah. Uh, Evan Wright says, Priest is the terrible babyface. Turn that guy back. I'll say this. He's booked as a terrible babyface. I don't know if he's a terrible babyface or not. I mean, they have a really easy way of doing it if they feel like they want to go back. Is have him take Leon Ruff under his wing and, and be like his protector and then turn on Leon Ruff. Everybody will, will be so... Because like you, that guy trusted you and you yeah. turned on him so you can get your title back. That's a great way of doing it if you really wanted to do it. Johnny protested this all throughout the night, all throughout the night. And it doesn't matter. Regal's not changing it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Anakin says too bad. Aja Smith didn't roughly on rough match. That would have been very special uh, to have a significant other refing yeah. that match. And also would have been funny because Johnny could have been like, Hey, look at this. And Regal's like, listen, you rigged the wheel, dude. <laughs> Cruiserweight title match. Santos Escobar defeated Jake Atlas. This was a banger. This was a fun match, Alex. What would you think? It was a fun match. Uh, and it's one of those things that, that it's I, – I, unfortunately, my brain is broken, so I'm, I'm, I'm tra it's, tra it's trained to find the things that could be better. There were, there were, there were spots that uh, – there was like – the one where he was pushed, uh, Alice was pushed off the ropes on, uh, to the outside, um, and missed hitting his head against the, uh, the the announce table by a foot, but still acted like he did, and hoping the camera angle was didn't catch it, but it did. Um, and then, dude, Atlas, um, you're great and all, and very athletic. Um, but if you are in a match versus King Cuerno, do not attempt a suicide dive. It is bad karma. 
And no matter, even if you hit it as good as you can, it's not going to look good by comparison. So when he totally clipped the the rope going through it and fell f- flat on his face, I was like, well, th- just don't try it. Against King Cuerno, don't try it, man. But a good match overall. It was. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart vows revenge on Candice LeRae for destroying her tank. Another dove cries. Um, Raquel is in the ring for her match uh, with Zia Lee, but Boa comes out. And then Zaya gets laid out by Raquel before he receives a letter. And he gets like a mark on his wrist. But Boa Boa comes out and says, I'm sorry, she's she's not coming out. And so Raquel beats him up instead, which makes Boa look great. And then um Chinese Paul Ellering shows up. Like he looked like Paul Ellering, but he was Chinese. He had the like black letter jacket and everything. And he brings a letter to give to Boa. And I hoped it was just like here, Boa, here's a letter. And then Boa goes and finds Zia Lee and gives her the letter. Like, it was just a, just a whole game of like that thing in, in, in grade school. Like you just give something and pass it on, pass the notes in class. But he got put a mark on his hand. This whole thing, like the, the, the guy who shows up has his own like Titan Tron with a big white Chinese dragon on it. I don't know what this weird Kung Fu mafia story is, but they got to pay it off at some point. Do you know who the guy was? Did the guy look... Like anybody you know, or he 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 looked like Chinese Paul Ellering to me. That's, like, that's what he looked like. I'll find me. out who it was. I'll now, Sean, out. I have said that this is leading towards the uh, return of Ho Ho Loon. Where do you stand on that? <laughs> Got some plugs for today. I was on Quizzle Mania. Every week, I do a show with Inside the Ropes, uh, Kenny McIntosh on Mondays, Monday Night Live. There was no list in your boy today. We did have to cancel it. Some scheduling conflicts, some tech conflicts. We'll be back next week. We're getting closer to 200. But uh, sorry about that, guys. Want to apologize. Uh, there's plenty of content this week. Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert on the distraction tomorrow. So give that a watch. If, if you missed listening, your boy, give them a shot this Thursday. Check it out. Just Johnny says, Leon Ruff ripped off Tempest's, Tempest's underdog story. I don't think Tempest had an underdog story in Quizzlemania. I knew he was going to be a challenge if you watched my video. Also, I cut scathing shoot promos on everybody. I was actually going to say nice things about all of them. Then Luke unknowingly stole my idea. So I had to pivot. It was very frustrating. Very frustrating. Uh, also, guys, this week... Had an interview drop on Monday with Luke Gallows, or Doc Gallows rather, Carl Anderson and Rocky Romero ahead of Talking Shop on Mania this Friday. This Friday, Jeremy and I will be doing a post-Smackdown show. Then right after, we're going to re-watch, or we're going to watch uh, like tape-delayed Talking Shop on Mania too. I believe Rob Wilkins is going to join us for that too, so tune in. Also, Thursday, I got a Shane Taylor interview dropping. Hot dog. Backstage, I got to say, August Gray, the former Anthony Green, he's got that TV tan. He had that TV tan. He knew he's putting that TV bonus money to work. Uh, Thatcher attacks him and destroys a painting that Dexter Loomis made. They had a match, Dexter Loomis and Timothy Thatcher, and Thatcher wins with a crucifix. Alex, your thoughts? Um, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in this pairing, like, like Loomis, um, Timothy Thatcher is, is a, is a honest to God, uh, torture, uh, artist, um, and, and, and Tim and Dexter Loomis tortures people in his basement, like as a hobby, like that's so I, I honestly, I'd love to see you know, them compare notes. They should be friends really, but they're rivals actually. Cause you know, they got to Somebody's got to stake the claim as being the best torture artist in, um, in NXT. I think this, I thought it was were good. They 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 did a thing with uh, Loomis working uh, having his arm hurt, and never wanted to have that in a Thatcher match because he'll, he'll take advantage of it. Loomis Loomis is the type of guy I can't believe I'm saying this who's bulletproof. Like because he doesn't what does he what does he need wins and losses for? He's just there to creep people out. Yeah, he's, he's oh he's in the studio apartment. That's all he needs. <laughs> Thatcher, meanwhile, needs wins because he 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 is great, and he also talks about this is how you you cause maximum pain to people. This is how you counter so and so's moves. But then he loses all his matches. Thatcher needs wins, so I'm glad that the right guy won. Yeah, Loomis needs his studio apartment with the one lone plant in the (laughs) 
the window. Uh, A Fightful Select plug, I do the brass ring feature every probably three, four weeks or so. Around the time the pandemic started, I wanted to get some positive news out there. So I polled like dozens of WWE wrestlers about people that were working hard to improve. Dexter Loomis was one of those people that got a lot of praise for that. And his story of that, his uh, sort of a, a short story of what he's done to improve and people praising him, that comes out this week on FightfulSelect.com. Please go ahead and subscribe. Cameron Grimes attacks Dexter after the match and then blinds him with a bag over his head and beats him down. It's just, I, I see so many just... I, I don't see a lot of creativity out of NXT attack angles, Alan. No, I, I don't either. I, I think that that they're they're really resting a lot of this uh, kind of stuff on the personalities involved. Like Cameron Grimes doing this, you you really want to see him get punched in the mouth. Uh, Dexter Dexter Loomis be, Dexter Dexter Loomis with the bag over his head, like calmly walking around as though nothing's because he lives in the darkness. Like I think that's a cool thing for him to do. But you're right. Like the whole idea of, you know, guy gets beaten up by the guy who's, you know, who's he's in a feud with after the match. It's just it's a thing that they all do across all three shows uh, all, all week. Zach Barber says, can't wait to see you return to Quizlemania and reclaim your title. Hey, I'll be the first time five time if they have me back on. You can count on that. We get a graphic for Prime Target. Featuring the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Before we go to commercial, fine video. WWE's good at these videos. I liked that they addressed the the difference in in um, in Rhea Ripley since mm-hmm. since the, the, the WrestleMania loss. How she talked about how like I can't like the they showed her going in there and that little promo thing they were going to do before Mania, where I was, I was supposed to defend my championship in front of eighty thousand people. Instead, I did it in front of nobody with no energy, yeah. and I lost. And I, I like that she's she's not making she's not blaming it on that, but that is a that is a reason for it. Yes. You go into that thing thinking all this buildup, and that it's not there. Maybe you don't have what you need to be able to beat what what is are presented as the greatest women's wrestler ever. If if you know? zero people are watching this show, I don't have as much energy <laughs> as if thousands of people are going to watch yeah. it. I mean, that's yeah. just the reality of the situation. I like they, they address that. Candice LeRae defeated Tony Storm. Um, Candice LeRae makes somebody look good, even in loss. We also see the reveal of Ghostface. It's Indy Hartwell. We knew it was going to be Indy Hartwell, but this is a solid match. Uh, I a little bit surprised Tony Storm's already losing though, Alex. Uh yeah. I mean, yeah. She she lost. She did the stupid thing that they do all the time. Oh, you try to do something off the top risk, high risk, high reward. And, hmm. you know, that's the thing that, that happens all the time. Um, I'm, I, I'm interested in, in a, in a Tony Storm and uh, Shotzi Blackwell versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Shotzi match. Blackheart. Although right. one time I did call her shotgun black shear because of an <laughs> autocorrect, which sounds like a WCW 2000. Name. It does. It does sound okay. like that. Yeah. Like a Dutch Mantel's tag team partner, Shotgun Blackshear. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I like seeing Indy Hartwell. I had reported that her segments, well, not even segments of her, the Candace and Johnny segments that got her over without her yeah. being on screen got a ton of praise backstage. But it also was a double-edged sword because there were people in NXT that went to higher-ups than NXT that were like, you keep telling us it takes weeks and weeks and weeks to develop somebody, but you made them without being on screen. Yep. And I mean, the other side of that coin is if somebody missed NXT that week, they're probably not thinking that much of Indy Hartwell. Yeah. And as we've seen in the past, people do miss uh, NXT here and there. So uh, I did like this match. We'll, We'll see where it goes from there, but Indy Hartwell. Good. It's another one in the fold. I said it about the AEW tag team division. I'll say it about the NXT women's division. The rich get richer. Mm-hmm. And it's a good yeah. spot to be in. Yep. Also, Champ is in a dark room. He said he's going to change the culture culture of the NXT locker room. It's, Any thoughts on this? He's doing the thing like, oh, these 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 damn kids today, and they're they're thinking they get everything handed to them. He's his his old man yells at Cloud. Like he's yeah. 
He's the he's an angry, pissed off boomer. That's his that's his new gimmick for for Tommaso Ciampa. He's got the beard for it, like, but but I, I don't I don't know where this is headed. But it's like you know, make the NXT locker room great again is not like the best <laughs> thing I think for for uh, Ciampa. Well, they at least have the guy here who can do it because yes, he can true. literally say, when Johnny and I came in, we were nobody. You guys, you come in off indie reputations, and now you just get pushed to the moon. Yeah. We're at the main event. So, guys, if you want to get your super chats in, go ahead and submit them right now. Please, as I mentioned, leave a thumbs up. Stuff really helps. A, a quiet three championship matches, even though there was a title change tonight, like, I would have, I mean, maybe NXT did. I didn't have a damn computer all day, but three title matches. That's that's heavy, so they, good on them. They added that Cruiserweight Championship one real close to to, to, to Showtime. Yeah, and I mean, why not? I, I, that's, yeah. that's what I love. You're not doing pay-per-views every month. Why not? Load these shows. It changes the expectation of TV, because then when I turn on Raw and I don't see anything that matters, well... Wednesday seems a lot more fun. Uh, McAfee and company did cut a promo, but only Lorcan and Danny Birch did retain over Brizongo. About the match in particular, what were your thoughts, Alex? Well, I mean, they, these guys work really well together, and I, 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 I really enjoyed just Pete Dunn like circling the waters like a shark waiting to strike. Uh, he's just like he's said all of four and a half words since he's been back. And I love that. I just love him just being surly and angry and silent on the outside. And, and uh, Pat McAfee on commentary is a treat. Like he's just so great. And the, the match, you know, these four guys are, are going to do good work and they did. Um, and, and you know, like uh, Drake Maverick deciding he's going to be the one to come in and change everybody's fortunes was really funny. I love how irrationally confident he is sometimes. He's but the I Chihuahua. Also, He's yeah. the chihuahua that chases your car down the road, and you have right. to be like, hey, uh, is it in front of my car? Uh, I don't <laughs> want to hit it that hard. <laughs> I, I love that he is uh, sticking up for his for his buddy, his best friend, Killian Dane, who got a car door slammed on his head. Yeah. Um, and 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 this this could lead to down the road, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick becoming tag champs, which is all I want for the holiday season. That's all that's the most heartwarming story of December. It really is. I really enjoy them. And even with three championship matches, it, there wasn't a, a, a ton to review on this show, if that makes any sense. Yeah. In a title change, even NXT is always more straightforward because it's match promo attack. There's not a lot of intricacy added to NXT. Yeah. And that's not me taking a shot at them. I mean, there, there's just more meat right. on the bone in AEW stuff. Uh, there was somebody that said that asked earlier, do you think that AEW is doing too many things at once. I don't. I th- I like that they do a lot of things at once because they have other things to go to. Right. I mean, it feels like they're doing a lot of things at once. It feels like uh, NXT is doing the same thing five times in, in an episode. Like the, 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 it used to be, it was distraction finishes last week, wasn't it? And then this week it was post-match attacks. Like it's just, that's just kind of the thing. It happens. I did appreciate this post-match attack a lot. There was a lot of, nuance to it like fandango getting back into it then him getting beaten down and tyler breeze getting back up and him attacking and him getting beaten down they put him across the table and i i love the the pat mcafee punt i think that he that randy orton should step aside and say that's yours because you are actually a punter um i i think that that's a really cool thing that they do draping him over the table for the punt that's a great thing they're good they're so good together I would love it if Randy Orton gave it like a little nod on Twitter, just mm-hmm. like a little endorsement, like yep. tip of the cap. JJ Lee says still wild. The brawlers are champs and retained. You know, what's also wild. Trevor Bauer is the Cy Young award <laughs> winner. Go reds. The first ever. I'm so happy. Very excited for you guys to tweet me and let me know that he's a free agent. Cause I didn't know that at all. Yeah. I hadn't read anything about that. Well, Alex, Tell the people where they can find you. You can find me uh, on uh, the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. I review uh, I review Monday Night Raw on Tuesday night, and I review Friday Night SmackDown on Saturday night. 
Uh, Smackdowns are better than Raws. So if if you want to see me praise more things, uh, show up on Saturday. But I, I'll warn you, it's not going to be many more things because it's Survivor yeah. Series season, which is the very worst time of the year. Robert. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at DudeFelice. I'm here all weekend, Friday through Sunday over on Fightful. So check out everything I'm doing and I'll see you guys next week. I know I promote a whole lot of stuff, guys. That's because we're doing a whole lot of stuff. Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulMMA.com. Shaquille Missouri is working his ass off on FightfulMMA.com. We're not necessarily doing a lot of the breaking news stuff. We're doing a lot of general interest stuff. I've got some great pitches that are coming uh, your guys' way that that we're going to be working on for content. But he's got MMA fighters like telling – Stories about sparring gone wrong, about street fights, about crazy encounters with celebrities and other fighters. Like it is new, fresh, different content at FightfulMMA.com. Nobody else is doing the kind of content that he's doing. Go to FightfulMMA.com and YouTube.com slash FightfulMMA. We hope that these last two shows have been a little bit more digestible for you guys. Keeping them at a toasty 60, 70 minutes. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you all. Until next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.